The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your health care provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever had a problem with mood, depression, weight? Something different about you struggled with your whole life? Have you ever had an injury, failed, had a learning problem, something that blocked you your whole life? If you ever struggle with something, today is your day because we're going to discuss tuning into the divine realm by understanding how your illness is your brilliance. In today's world, it's very common to have people each year, New Year, try to turn over a new leaf. This is the year they're going to solve the weight problem. This is the year they're really going to get a handle on the mood or the anxiety. Or they're going to learn how to, you know, get through those reading books or get to start writing in a journal. But somehow you never do it. You get a block. You try to go back to school. You can't write the papers. You figure you're going to work on going up the job ranks, but you don't seem to quite do it. Why? Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you that what you what's unique in you What has caused you to feel blocked, sick? What what is unique about you helps you tune into the divine. Because what helps you, what is unique about you is the reason why you've been on the earth. If you learn how to stabilize that and feel a little bit better, have a little bit healthier weight, improve your mood just a little bit, you'll begin to see and start to see how that problem that you have has given you something from the divine, some unique brilliance. And as you start to use that unique ability, that brilliance, you will begin to understand that your health problem will get better. We're taking your calls. 816-251-3555. 816-251-355 within the U.S. and Canada. 
if you want to get a free mini reading. But remember, UnityOnlineRadio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Suppose you're a bossy, worry, nosy. You've been that way your whole life. It's only till you get older that you realize that you have a unique form of intuition. That's that kind of curiosity that makes you stick your head into other people's business. People call you a stirrer of the pot. They say, you're overly nosy. Why don't you focus on your own business? It causes you to get fights, divisiveness. If you can start to use that curiosity, that distractiveness, you begin to see that that is a unique ability for you. Oprah Winfrey has always had struggles with her appearance, her weight. In fact, ironically, she's been on film. And the first radio or TV show she was on, they didn't like her hair and they made her do stuff to her hair. And she lost her hair. And then when she went to Chicago and had her own show, Majority of time, she struggled with her weight. Oprah's audience has always followed her on her weight. Obesity, weight problems, is an illness. It's a disease. It can cause all kinds of problems. But what's unique about it is it can provide us a brilliance. Many of the most sensitive people are those that are overweight. We all know that many people, how heavy they are is disproportionate to what they eat. There's something uniquely about their brain, its sensitivity to unspoken problems that are going on in the family. That's the work of Salvador Mnuchin. And he talks about when there's unspoken problems in a family, that unique sensitive person The cortisol goes way up in their digestion, their weight, their body image gets way out of whack, and they're more prone to diabetes. Suffice it to say, those people end up becoming therapists, counselors, and that form of intuition, busy body, worry, is their unique genius. It's their brilliance, but it's also their illness. And after a while, as your mind starts to, ra- to, to wander, you begin to realize that through this unique snag in you, what makes you unique, whether it's the depression, the anxiety, whatever, it's your connection to the divine realm, the voice of the angel. Because it, that problem and your solution to it and the gifts that you were given because of it, you're never taught it by somebody else. It comes to you through accident, through trial and error, and through a connection to the divine. And when people see you do what you do, 
Oprah on her show, and so on. And I'm going to give you examples. They say it's like it's divine. It's like her gift is, or his gift is from another realm. Their work, that music, that voice is out of this realm. I've known that some of the most amazing musicians, perfect pitch, their voice is sublime from another realm. However, their moods, way out of whack, way off. The area for the temporal lobe is important for vision, hearing, seeing, but it's also for sound and mood. So it does not surprise me that if they have something unique about their mood and their temporal lobe, that they may have the flip side of the coin, a genius somewhere near it in music or art or film. We call this savant syndrome. If you lose something somewhere in your life, you have an exaggerated capacity, exaggerated genius, a form of paying attention to some realm in the world, almost like you get a genius from out of this world, the divine realm. They call it savant syndrome. So some people are born with autistic savant. They may have trouble with speech, language, looking at people in the eye, but they may have exaggerated attention for sounds, arithmetic, dates. It's like their mind is a genius from another world. You can acquire that. There's something called acquired savant syndrome, officially in neurology, where if you have one stroke in one side of your brain, interestingly and fascinatingly, a stroke on one side of your brain unleashes a genius on the opposite side. It's been shown that people who have strokes in the left side of their brain, there have been incidences where they've given birth to musical and artistic genius, and that's from the other side. So during the recent inauguration, I couldn't believe that there was one after the other after the other example of this. Out comes Lady Gaga. And we first saw Lady Gaga come out singing Bad Romance and all these songs. I saw her and I thought, that woman is brilliant. Avant-garde, but brilliant. And then what did she do? She learned opera. She came out and sang the, the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, my God. She sang operatically. It was sublime. It's no secret that the area of the brain for sight, sound, artistic, and musical ability is also the area for mood and so-called illness. Lady Gaga has been very open about it. That's why I say your illness is your brilliance. And your ability to struggle through that illness helps you access your genius, helps you access the divine realm. So Lady Gaga gets off after being absolutely amazing.
The second one comes on, and it's, of course, this amazing woman, a poet, Gorman. And she comes out with this beautiful yellow coat. And she's a poet. Well, you know, I'm not much into poets. You know, I know a poet or two, but, you know, there's a rhyming thing. I, I, it's, poets are not my thing. She was unbelievable. But I, I listened to her really closely. I have a language problem. I was struck by the fact there was something different about her speech. I knew something was different about her brain, or in my parlance, something wrong with that kid. <laughs> something wrong with that kid's brain. But her brilliance, it was like she was speaking from the divine realm. Unbelievable. I had to listen to that video three, four, five times. And I watched her hands move, and I didn't care. People said, oh, she has that affected affected or whatever air put on by people who were speaking poetry. I went, nope, something wrong with her brain, something not right. I read about her. She was born with auditory processing. She has a speech problem. She has trouble reading. She has to read her speech, her poetry, over and over and over again. It does not surprise me that her ability to touch all of us is her ability to touch the divine through poetry. And her brain, a kind of illness, is her brilliance. What's unique about her she struggles with is her brilliance. Whether it's Wilmer Rudolph, who was born with cerebral palsy, who struggled to walk, and then she overcame that by an out-of-this-world sense of strength. Anyone who struggles with someone has to reach inside of them for strength to get over that health problem and above them into the other realm, the divine realm, to pull back the pieces of themselves, to transcend the problem. The word transcend goes to become up and above and transcendent beyond this world, using the ability of the divine realm for brilliance through illness. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about tuning into the divine realm to find your brilliance behind your illness. If you want to know more about the solutions to today's show, you want to go to my Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, or Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. If you want a reading, mini reading on this show, you want to call 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. And remember, unityonlineradio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can get this show on your favorite podcast provider, as well as join the live show with a question every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. But if you can't get online today and you want a, a, a reading, a private reading, go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com, or call 207-846-6475, 201-846-6475. We'll go to line one. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? 
Hi there. I'm so happy I get to talk to you. Um, and I love this theme of your your illness is your strength. I've been thinking about that a lot. Your illness is your um, brilliance. Your illness is your, your brilliance. Illness is your brilliance, yes. Um, Sarah, and, how you know, old are I'm, you? I'm 40. How can I be of help? Yeah, I've had, I've, I saw on Facebook Live that you were talking about sleeping issues, and I've had problems with sleep apnea recently, which I've never had before. Hold on one second. So let I me was, look. Let me look. The first thing I see uh-huh. is you in the dock about someone in your life. Interesting sleep, dark. I see you have a great capacity to see people you love in the mm-hmm. highest light. The best light. Yeah, you're in the dark about their problems. I'm in the dark. Okay. Dark. Are you making fun of my accent? Come on now. It's accent, speech impediment, half a dozen, twice of another. Part of it's being nurturing. Part of it's being loving. But part of it's bad. It's not good sense. Okay. This person, they're either having trouble working, learning, something or other. Uh And you don't want to look at it. Okay. And it's disrupting your brain and your body. Okay. Who so is the person? Yeah. Who do you live with? I live with my only my daughter, but it's got to be her father. I mean, that's the How only How old is your daughter? That... How old is your daughter? She's four. What, what's your father's personality like? Oh, he's bipolar. Um, back and forth, manic, happy, and then depressed. How long did you go? Did you did you get rid of him? Um, three and a half years ago, but you know I have to see him frequently because we co-parent. Okay, I want you to understand something. Yes. You love your daughter, don't you? I do. You don't care so much for your ex-husband, do you? No. Not at all. No, I mean, I I want my daughter to have a father, you know. Okay, I know, but but... listen to me. Listen. Okay. Have you ever heard, well, most mothers never say, oh, my kid is average. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) True. They don't. They see their kids Mm -hmm. in superlatives. Because that's what mm-hmm. they're supposed to do, right? Yes. And yeah. you're connected to your daughter. You're very nurturing. Mm-hmm. But your daughter is half of your husband. Right. Yes. Does the phrase mean anything to you, the apple does not far, fall far from the tree? Oh, a lot. Yes. Yeah. Half of that apple came from that tree. Right. And that's a moody tree, isn't it? Oh, oh yes. Very. And that apple, your child, that something's unique about her brain. Mm-hmm. I look at your head. You have a very focused mind. Very focused. Yes. Yeah. The rain in Spain falls mainly on the plains. Your daughter doesn't think that way. Oh, okay. So it's your, kind of a wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I look at your heart. 
Those are my Hold areas. On, Linda, don't say that. Would you let me okay. do the work? Otherwise, they're going to take the radio show away from me and give it to you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I look at your heart. I wonder if your heart skips a beat or adds a beat. I see a parent who has a rhythm problem. Mm-hmm. You have nervousness. They have nervousness. But they have nervousness as and a heart problem. I look mm-hmm. at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I see there's a change in motility in your esophagus and stomach that makes distension underneath your rib cage, especially at night. Carbohydrates mm-hmm. make this worse. I wonder if you crave carbohydrates, pasta, rice, bread, or sweets. Mm-hmm, very much so. I see this is made worse with estrogen and progesterone. I wonder mm-hmm. if your lower part of your body is built up fluid. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, red ovary, and cervix if you still have them. Somewhere along the line, you want to have another kid. I'm concerned because you're hormonally not back from the first kid. Not to mention insulin mm-hmm. and blood sugar is not back from the first kid. Can you please wow. tell me your health concerns? And I'm going to tell you why. Should I tell you? I can tell you my health concerns? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thyroid, um, heart, and the the, the neuro- neurological sleep apnea. How tall are you? 5'8". How much do you weigh? 131 pounds. Neurological sleep apnea? I think so. I mean, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. What are you thinking or what are they thinking? Who's doing the thinking? I can't get in to get a sleep study yet, but it, I have a rice machine that keeps popping up central sleep apnea, and the central one is the Wait one a minute. caused by Wait that. a minute. What do you mean a rice machine? What, what do you mean by a rice machine? What's a rice machine? It's an energetic... Um, it, it does biofeed. It's basically like a biofeedback machine, and then you can run frequencies to heal whatever, you know, pathogens that it might detect. Okay, listen. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. Do you drive? I do. If you're you're having trouble staying awake during the day and you're sleeping Uh at night, you're not going to be driving. And you're not going to diagnose it with a rice machine. Right, yeah. I know. You're going to I'm, get a neurologist I'm, because you'll plow through someone and you'll kill them. Yeah, well, I don't feel tired in the daytime, though. It doesn't. Really. The thing is, is you are intuitively anxious and worn out because you're picking up something about your daughter. Huh. How is your daughter doing in school? Well, she's four, so, and we moved recently, and the schools where I live have been closed, so I've been just teaching her here at home. She needs to have somebody teach her as if she were in, in kindergarten. Okay. Do you know okay, what I mean? That's good. I, I, I intuited that already. I was actually thinking about hiring a tutor to come to our house. Or on Skype or whatever. Whatever you need to do to be COVID safe. That yeah. kid needs to start working on language, attention, and focus. 
Okay. Okay. She this needs good. stability so that it will regulate her mood. Okay. She does not have your focus and attention. Okay. Do you get it? I do. Yeah, I do. Do you have um what what relative has a problem with their heart? It was my mom and she's passed away. How old was she when she died? Uh sixty nine. What did she die of at sixty nine, the poor thing? I'm so sorry. Thank you, that's okay. Uh breast cancer. And you know what? My my dad had rheumatic heart fever when he was a child. I just remembered that. Oh, that makes more sense. Your father seems more anxious than your mother. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. I was thinking more about your father. Your mother. Okay. Was yeah, he passed program. away even younger from liver cancer caused by Hep C. So you were an orphan. Yes. At what age? Uh, mid thirties. Listen, uh, it's by 2015. No wonder you're fooling around with a rice machine, diagnosing yourself with sleep apnea. <laughs> um, I just got the rice machine in. I know, June. I understand. Listen, <laughs> yeah. you need groups of people that give you a sense of safety and security, prosthetic families. Okay. When a person loses an arm, they get outfitted with a prosthetic arm. Do you understand? Uh, you always kind had of. an anxious father. Yes. And so he was always nervous about his heart and dying and stuff. Yep. And then your mother died too. Yep. And so you have insecure attachment to the world. I do. And then you lose your husband. You've got a four-year-old child. Mm-hmm. So who can you lean on? I don't see anybody you're leaning on. I'm trying to. I've I know. met a couple people. I know. So I want you... To get involved with spiritual groups, recreational groups, all kinds of things on the web. Okay. And that's why it's good for your daughter to do that too. Because otherwise, she's going to get kind of anxiety and nervousness. And secondarily, that will affect her mood and her brain development. Okay. Do you understand? I do. I do. Thank you so much. This is so eye-opening for me. Thank you so much. This. Listen, you have to do that, okay? And you okay. have to, you you cannot breastfeed a child yourself, right? I no. mean, I did. No, I no, her, I'm saying but... you know, a child cannot breastfeed themselves. Right. You, exactly. you cannot, you need to have somebody nurture your health. Oh, okay, oh that's okay. my music. You know what that means. When that, <laughs> that means when we come back, we're going to talk okay. about the solutions to finding your brilliance behind your illness reaching for the divine realm you're listening to healthy living intuitively with dr mona lisa you're listening to unity online radio the voice of an awakening world Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. We're back. And you know what that means. We're talking today about how to reach the divine realm. And guess what? It has to do 
with how we survive an illness. It's by reaching the divine, we're able to survive the illness. And through that, we're able to find out what's unique about us. That our unique brilliance is buried in our illness. It's buried within what ails us, whether it's the depression, the mood, the weight, the injury, and the so on. We will go on to line two, Michelle, 51. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Uh, I feel so honored to be on the phone with you. I've studied your work through the years, um, and uh, I don't know if you want to just start with reading me, or do I need to ask no, you some uh, questions? Ask me, uh, ask me a, a, a question. Okay. Uh, the top question is my vision or eyesight since menopause and, uh, and weight gain. Okay, hold on one second. You have a keen intellect. The mm-hmm. thing is, you haven't been using it. And it's like those kids in Disney World, their parents keep dragging them around in strollers and they don't walk on their own two legs. There's something about your mind that what you do daily for work, what you, how you exert yourself doesn't use all your IQ points. What mm-hmm. really, what really makes you tick are your relationships with people. Mm-hmm. So you remind me of me in the second grade that you're overly focused on the problems with the people in the back of the room (laughs) and you're not focused (laughs) on your own work. That caused me to get F grades, F conduct grades. I'm sure you didn't get that, but you are overly concerned with problems of people because it's a way that you are bonded to them. But as a result, you're not focusing on your own development. Okay. I see that there's, and so as a result, your problems are sixth center brain, eyes, and ears, and they dim. I see that um, there's someone in your life who's laissez-faire. They sit, they hang, they sit, they hang, and they're passive. Somehow, you're very focused on that person's development, trying to get them launched, trying to help them. You almost like put your own booster rocket underneath their jets and you can't get them to move. And so as a result, you're so focused on trying to drive this person forward in their life, that becomes your job. In a way, you're banging your brain and your head against a brick wall and you're better off trying to, well, work for your own development. Who do you live with, Michelle? Um, Actually, I live alone. My husband passed away a couple of years ago, but I have met a new man. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Your husband passed away? Mm -hmm. How old was he? He was just um, 52. What did he die of? suicide oh I'm so sorry how long was he depressed for years did you try to help him get well oh yeah 
I'm a so nurse you, practitioner, so I know who to send him to, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you spent a lot of time trying to get him to reorient his thinking. Yes. Nurse practitioners specialize. What's your specialty? Psychiatry. Mental health. With a focus on postpartum depression. Well, you're not using all your gifts, talents, and skills in it. Yeah. How many people do you see a week? I've really scaled back since my husband passed away because it was just okay. Too so much. now, so you now yeah. you see what I'm talking about. Uh huh. So you have post-traumatic psychiatry disorder. I believe it. <laughs> so your illness of picking up your husband's suicide helps you connect to the divine. It will help you see another ability you have, which is? I think it's medical intuition. I'm very keen on what's Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Was your husband passive? As he got older, middle age, he was more passive. Are you telling me at 52 is middle age? Well, I will, wait a minute. I will throw a pen. I'm here in Maine. Where do you live? I live in Kentucky. Good. I'm going to, I'm, I know where to point it then. I'm going to turn around and north. I'm going to throw this fountain pen. It'll take about, I don't know, five days, and you'll walk outside and you'll get poof, hit right upside the head, as they say in the south, with a Mont Blanc fountain pen. I want you to return it to me. I will give you, off the record, my FedEx number. That is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) You understand what you you just said? No, 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 no. What you just said was way off the beam. (laughs) You know it. Because when you started talking about the man you met, you didn't sound middle-aged to me, did you? No. No, you sound like you were going to a rebirth, a renaissance, right? Right, right. Do you hear how strong that was? Mm-hmm. But when you talked about your husband, middle age, was that really middle age? Or was I that didn't someone? Have a I guess I didn't Go have ahead. a problem with his age. I didn't have a problem it's with his age. It's not about his age. He's not. Okay. You're the same age. Oh, hold on a second. You're about the same age. Right. Yes. So you didn't have a problem with his age. It's not about age at all. You're bringing up the age. I don't know what the hell the age is about. The point is, he was passive. Yes, he was. You got to get that age thing out of there. Okay. If you want to work in medical intuition, you got to get rid of that cataract in your eye. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you understand <laughs> yes. do you know what kind of cataract it is it's a relationship cataract yeah it's a block <laughs> no no it's not a block it's a cataract we have these okay. lenses in our eyes and vision lights from the divine realm but also this realm shines through 
about mm-hmm. what we things like, oh, I don't know, the cats, the cars, the refrigerator, and the people in our lives. But if you have schmutz, <laughs> Yiddish, schmutz on the cataract, I mean, on your lens, like cataract, it's filmy. You can't see it. They mm-hmm. have a surgical procedure to get rid of cataracts, clean out that lens in your eye, but they don't have one for this. Right. And even though he's dead, I'm so sorry, God rest his soul, you still have a fog on your lens about the issue. Okay. Do you see that? Mm-hmm, and unfortunately, I do. you've caught it. Now I had a good headache. It's been a bad day. <laughs> so this is the point. That's going to affect your other relationships. Not because he died. But because there's something about things that he said, about how he's getting older, what's the use, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? There was, those, are, those are thoughts that are messed up. They're irregular thoughts, and they're dipped in depression, and they're dipped again. You know how they fry beans and then they refry them? Can you please explain to me why we refry beans? For flavor? <laughs> But why why not just fry them once? Why must right. we fry them again? The point of the matter is when we have trauma and we have a traumatic thought, if we think it over again and think it over again, it's like having a fried bean and then refrying it and then frying it and frying it and frying it. Have you ever seen something you overfry too many times? What happens to it? Mush. <laughs> Mush. And that's what happens to your brain and your eyes. Because it's an inflammatory process. You spent too many times trying to change your husband's thoughts, and it ends up changing yours. Oh. Do you get it? So how do I get Okay, hold on a second. I want to explain something to you. Okay. That's in your frontal lobe. And when we have trauma, it, it rewires the networks in our brain. The thing is Mm -hmm. intuition. We have a temporal lobe on the bottom, what we see, hear, feel, and sense. And then intuition helps us clairvoyance, see in the other realm, divine realm, clairaudience, hear in the other realm, clairsentience, body sense, feel in the other realm, clear smell and taste. Okay? So we Mm -hmm. have ten senses, not six. The thing is we have a frontal lobe, a filter, a sensor. We take what we see, clairvoyant, clairaudient, all that intuition, and it first goes through this censoring department like at CBS. <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets a spin zone. They give it a spin. And you will distort your intuition based on prior experience. I would give you an example of how an intu- intuitive distorted a perception of a guy in a reading, but it cannot be done on the air on Unity Online Radio. (laughs) 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 Suffice it to say, you're going to have to talk about your perception of what depression is, slow, end of the life, and this thing here. Because that's fossilization. That's giving up. That's freezing. And that right there, he probably was like that when he was four. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. 
the entire time you knew him, was he passive? Looking back on it, yes, but I guess I wasn't really. Seeing I was so it. focused on my career and getting through school that I didn't. No, really no, care. no, 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 no. You were under. You were driving under the influence in a relationship under love. You were medicated. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You didn't yes. see that. Mm-hmm. You had the cataract. And then when he was dying of his depression, and that's what suicide is, is terminal illness, mm-hmm. then you had sympathy. You tried to reorient it. And in your mind, you just thought, well, you know, when people get older, they get this wrong. I look at your head. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. You have to be careful of the sun. I wonder if people mm-hmm. in your family have problems with sun skin. Something wrong with I the do. sun. I know that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I do. I know that. I look at your neck and look at your thyroid. You have a sweet accent. I see this red dotted pattern in the back of your throat. I see increased susceptibility of having antibodies against your thyroid. I look at your heart. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast, esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I wonder if you have problems processing fats, oils, and spicy food, but you don't feel like it's because of insulin or cortisol. And I'll explain why. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have them. Your pelvis feels frozen from the past. I can't figure out if you had adhesions there, cysts there, but then there was a problem with partnership pelvic relations. That will get better. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. I see see mild lower back stiffness and achiness that will get better. I see capacity to have dryness in your eyes and floaters. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Well, it was it was the vision issue, you know, is the top one that I just can't seem to get the right contacts or glasses where I can see. It's like, you know, I'll be able to see, but you explain so that. So it is now. contacts. You do have problems mm-hmm. with contacts. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do now. Mm-hmm. And then just some weight ever since. Uh, How much weight? Ever since I had, I, I'm about 20 pounds overweight. Can I tell you enough with the weight? Because I was telling you it's not about insulin and cortisol. That's my way of saying your problem isn't about weight. You gain some weight because you're carrying burdens of your husband's pain. That will go away quickly. Have fun with this next guy. Don't make it serious. Do you remember when we were in high school? I don't know if you Mm -hmm. did, but you found a boyfriend. You figured, you know what? You're going to make that one last for a long time. Because your idea was you didn't want to play the field. You wanted stability, right? Yes. Guys aren't that way. Have you noticed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they don't think, i got to find a girl and settle. 
No, they want to play the fields. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be right field. You want to be shortstop, running all over the place in that field. You want to have fun. You don't. You want to date. Do you understand the yes. difference? Yes. Because if you get married and settle, you're going to try to fix. And I don't want you to do that. I want you to have fun because fixing was real problem. Right. If you you lighten it up, your brain will relax. Your system will get better because you're trying too hard. You have to do something different with your career. Learn something different. But what you're doing now, I I can't get into that right now. It's too long of a (laughs) topic. But you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's completely different. OBGYN seems like at the wrong end of the age span, but you definitely can't do hospice or psych anymore. You're done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yes. And I can't see you do anything about trauma, and I don't think you'd have any patience with anxiety. I'm thinking about teaching, teaching um, nurses, nurses in, in the, at the university level. I think that that'd be stable, but that wouldn't be using all your gifts, talents, and skills. Okay. I don't think it would be fun enough. Lighthearted enough. You need to go back in age. You need to go back in age, not age. Okay. You need to act less sensible, not more. Good luck, okay? Thank you so much. We'll go. Thank you. We'll go to line three. Amy and Dr. Mona Lisa, how can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for taking my call. I have been dealing with some depression, and as I'm starting to come out of it and do things that I love to do once again, I am finding that my back is locking up on me and okay, my mobility. Is just... Hold on one second. First of all, okay. this is an example of the divine realm finding the brilliance behind your illness. Mm-hmm. There's something unique about your brain that gives you this tendency toward being very cooperative, very amenable to people, almost like you're a hand in glove. You know how people feel. You know what they need. And you work with them. Like you'd be a good ballroom dancer. You know the subtleties in the way they want to move and need. The problem is that that subtlety, you carry their feelings as if they were your own. There's a great movie, a Disney movie, about five characters, or each of them are mood. And one of them is joy. One of them's anxiety or worry. One of them's anger. And one of them's sadness. I can't remember what the movie is, the title. Anyway, the point is, I never understood what the character's sadness was about. And the brilliance behind that illness, because sadness, depression can be serious illness. It can give you pain. It can mess up your immune system and make you get viruses. And if untreated, it can actually 
knock out your immune system over time and increase your risk for dementia or cancers or heart disease. Are you following me? Mm -hmm. Or osteoporosis. However, there is a brilliance behind depression and sadness. So in the middle of this movie, at first I liked the person Joy, because who doesn't want to be happy? Joy, right? Right. But this sad person is walking around touching things, and they're like, don't touch anything, because sadness is actually contagious. However, Mm -hmm. Joy, so Joy didn't want sadness anywhere near her, and people don't want sadness anywhere near them. But then eventually this guy, this character starts to wail because he broke something. And he's inconsolable. And sadness comes up and sits next to him, puts her hand on his lap and goes, there, there now. I know what that feels like. And he went, he stopped crying and he went, you do? And she says, I do. And they just sat there and he goes, I feel better. And suddenly I realized what the function of sadness was. If only we could stop the chemical domino effect into depression. And the key to you is that you have a great compassion. Come meaning to people. Passion, feeling their emotion. It comes out as cooperative or codependence. That you're overly amenable to what people need from you so that you lose yourself in them. And people become dependent upon you. Or you carry their feelings, their sadness, and their depression as if it were your own. And then you get sick. The thing is, is that you need to use the genius behind your illness, depression. Because it is actually a form of intuition, compassion. And use that as an avocation of calling. What do you do for a living, Amy? (laughs) Well, I'm a wellness coach. And who do you live with? Myself. And how have you not had enough support with money, finances, or relationships? Um, Well, (laughs) they've all been up to me. I've kind of been a single mom. You've done everything. Yeah. But uh-huh. being a single mother, you must have eventually had a man in there somewhere along the line, right? Mm-hmm. I did. Did you do everything and take care of everything? Yes. That's what I mean by you find out the need and you take care of everything. And they just show uh-huh. up. Because you feel yeah. the need and you fulfill it. And then you get tired of it and you get rid of them. And you're left with responsibility. Do you have trouble charging enough or getting good enough clients? I have, tr- yes, I do. I just because seem to give it away. This, right. That's because you have this difficulty with understanding your unique brilliance. And so in addition to coaching, you're going to have to have another credential underneath it that you use other words. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Yes. So that you have something coaching. So that it's a modality in which you teach or that you help them. Mm-hmm. Because Oprah's more than a coach, wouldn't you agree? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> point. You'll get it? Mm-hmm. I look at your head. 
I look at your left eye, right eye, neck, thyroid. I wonder if your spine has a mild curve. Mild. But it gets worse when you're tired. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't carry heavy things. I wonder whether one shoulder is higher than the other, one hip is higher than the other. One leg yeah. is longer. How long have you had that back pain? Um, well, I moved in October, and I hurt my back moving, and okay. it, I just you hurt get your my back. hips to stay. Okay, wait a second. Yeah. Do you have a curvature? Well, I think I have a curvature in between my shoulder blades. Okay. And I you need to go to, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You need to go to an orthopedic surgeon, neurosurgeon, and okay. have them look at your spine. That's why I said you shouldn't carry heavy things, and then you tell me you just moved and you hurt your back. <laughs> the, my, the major yeah. reasons why most people get back in medical intuition is relationships and money, relationships and money, and not getting enough support. Uh-huh. The second thing is, but for, yours are first chakra, families that make us feel safe and secure. You don't have anybody behind you backing. So your whole spine feels like a problem, both your neck, ability to say what you need and be assertive, mm-hmm. and your lower back with money. So really, this has to do with your career. I want you, in addition to what you're doing now, first of all, go to a neurosurgeon or orthopedic surgeon and have them look at your spine. Okay. Look at your spine as a whole, both your neck, because it can cause shoulder blade problems. Are you following me? Yes. And your lower back. Because I think you might find that you have a problem with between both of them, okay? But I want okay. you to find the brilliance behind your mood. I want to thank you for welcoming you into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.